Welcome back, everyone, to the Captain's Log for April 25th. Aaron and I are here to go ahead and bring you the news, releases, and expansions of the last couple weeks. We're going to go ahead and jump right into it. Aaron, Wizards of the Coast have announced a couple highly anticipated settings that are returning for 5e. Go ahead and break that down for us. Yes, so these are, these are two settings that people have been clamoring for for years now. Uh, at least one of which I know didn't show up at all in 4th edition. I'm not sure about the other. Uh, but they, they announced in a recent uh, stream that they are bringing back for 5th edition Dragonlance and Spelljammer. And I'm very, very excited about Spelljammer. Uh, if you don't know, Ian, Spelljammer is Dungeons and Dragons, and then you get on a pirate ship, and then the pirate ship goes out into space. And then you ride on your space pirate ship from planet to planet and system to system. And that's how you go on your journeys. And you're on a spaceship, and you have laser guns, but you're still, like, a half-orc barbarian. You just happen to also be on a pirate ship sailing the cosmos. And it's it's the greatest setting. It's the greatest thing that's ever existed. It's coming for 5th edition. There's going to be, like, uh, similar to how they've done uh, kind of anniversary editions for 5th edition, where you'll be, get a slip box that'll have the DMG, PHB, MM, your, your Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guide, Monster's Manual, and one little nice pretty case and then obviously they'll sell the books separately later uh if you have any like if if any of that sounds even remotely there's giant space hamsters you can the the dwarves are like constructs they're little robots that you can just be as um if any of that sounds even remotely interesting to you please look it up please get into it Spelljammer is the best setting for D D, and i stand by that and i accept no compromises that sounds completely fantastic. Moving on, uh, one of the classics of uh, you know kind of the 2010s love letter is getting a, a whole bunch of stuff. Actually, not only getting a uh, it's getting a second edition, uh, it's also getting a 10th anniversary collection, and there's an entirely new entry uh, to the series as well. I mean, there have been you know various different love letter games, love letter Batman, uh, Lovecraft letter, a whole whole bunch of different versions of the game so if you are into that game or if you maybe you missed the boat and you wanted to try it out there's 10th anniversary edition lots of cool stuff coming with that so very excited check that out yeah there's a you know there's a lot of heat going on right now for anniversary releases for board games uh i'm here for it i i think you know with love letter this is not going to be a 150 dollar game full of uh full of minis and 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 metal coins you know this is still going to be a very modest pocketable size copy of the game for the anniversary edition and then also a second edition that includes uh you know brand new uh abilities and characters that uh the designer kind of tooled around with but didn't really feel fit in he couldn't work them in so he just is doing a second edition of the game with all that new content uh and there's even going to be some story-based content that hasn't been elaborated. He's just kind of teased it and said, you know, not really, not necessarily a legacy or a campaign, but just kind of some sort of narrative around the game, uh, which which I think is, is really cool. 
Uh, next up, Plan B or former formerly Plan B Games now merged back with Next Move Games. That's a fun corporate disco you should look into how they split and then came back together. Uh, obviously, this is the the company behind Azul and its various iterations. Their latest title is going to be Maui, which is about placing beach towels on the beach in pleasing arrangements. And you're right, that does sound ridiculous. Um, but if you had told me that one of my favorite games would be about basically arranging a kitchen backsplash, I would have told you you were out of your mind, and yet here we are, and here Zool is, and it's phenomenal. So I'm excited for it. You know, they're, they, have, they have earned their legacy of weird abstract little games that people just love, so I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally down for it. Moving on, one of the stranger announcements that we have this week, uh, Fantasy Flight Games Surprise announced a roll-and-write game set in the Twilight Imperium universe. Twilight Inscription. You heard that right. It's a roll-and-write game set in the Twilight Imperium universe. It is a uh, 4X roll-and-write. You you sent the link for this, and there were some pictures with, like, four separate player sheets for you to do your rolling and writing on and uh they're going for it and you know you gotta applaud the industrious spirit of it all i am very curious to see how a 4x roll and write is and works and does uh but i i suppose we'll see when it comes out yeah we'll definitely uh stay updated on that Moving on to the expansions for this week, uh, another D&D-related one. Wizards of the Coast has released a menagerie of creature tokens for DMs so they can kind of improve the tabletop presence. Of course, you know, that's always been one of the, maybe the difficult parts is how do you, you know, represent stuff on the table if you're doing more of a, uh, you know, tactile experience for your players. And this provides a, a nice large collection of different options so if you wanted to kind of spice up the table a little bit give things a little bit more uh clean look but also make things less you know difficult to find by doing your own this is a really nice option yes yeah, is uh this is really cool i was unsure about this until i actually saw the pictures and, and really looked into it it's basically a set of these uh kind of poker chips similar to what you would find in splendor just nice weighted circular tokens that have um they they're reusable clings so i'm guessing it's kind of like the things that you can put on your windows around the holidays and you can just peel them off put them back on the paper and it's like a sticker you can reuse yeah the forever. design is really well thought out and it comes in a nice it's the i mean the layout of the box so that you can access everything as you're playing and swap out monsters on the go and i i uh, plot their decision of going with reusable stickers rather than making it a huge box full of individual tokens for every single monster including ones that you'll never use in your campaign or that you'll fight one time so just having it be more reusable i think is is considerate of people's wallets which is not something that i would normally say of wizards of the coast yeah no it's been uh, absolutely fantastic uh next up in expansions gloomhaven digital one of the uh you know, this is a game that has only just recently really hit its its stride that people are like, oh, wow, this actually is a great digital implementation of this game. 
uh, has announced the on May 17th, the Jaws of the Lion will be added to that game as a DLC that you can purchase. And it'll add all of the story missions from that, all of the characters. So if you are, if you only want, you know, you can buy the, buy the DLC and then just immediately add those characters into your Gloomhaven campaign, which is really cool. And I am looking forward to this because I'm only three campaigns into my Jaws of the Lion physical game. So maybe this way I'll actually get to play it. Uh, the next expansion we have, uh, Greater Than Games, is releasing Spirit Island Feather and Flame coming this summer. Uh, you got some new, uh, got new spirits. You got a new adversary. Got some new, you got some new scenarios. Just a whole lot of more of everything that you liked from the original Spirit Island. Of course, you know one of the best games of the the last couple years. So exciting to see some more stuff coming up for that. Yeah, I uh, you know I've I've played Spirit Island a handful of times and I still don't understand a lick of how that there is so much happening. I'm very excited because there are people who really do love this game. It is their absolute number one with a bullet, and I'm very happy for them that they just keep cranking out more content for it because because I know folks will eat that up. And then lastly, it's a game that I have not played, but I know a lot of people are huge 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 fans of. Including some other dice pirates. Stonemire Games has announced a new co-op expansion as well as big box collector's edition. Put all your stuff for this game in one box for Viticulture, appropriately titled Viticulture World. Tell us more about this, Ian. So this is a, like you mentioned, it's a cooperative uh expansion you know it allows people to actually work together um trying to work within uh you have asymmetric continents that you're going to be working on and you try to get uh just just you know get global recognition as as winemakers i i guess and so uh looks pretty cool it kind of just takes the single player elements of the original viticulture and turns it into kind of what everybody's doing together i think that's kind of neat giving you an alternative way to play a game which you don't see a, a ton taking a competitive game and turning it into a cooperative one. I think that's a really neat neat way to take this game. We actually, moving into our news, there is news surrounding this. So, of course, you know, one of the things about Viticulture World is that it is uh, focusing on different continents around the world and sort of looking at the history. And those are the cards that you have is like the, the historical figures within the people who created the, the wine culture of various areas. And uh, one of those areas is South America. And uh, they included in the box some cards that referred to some conquistadors who are well known for being uh, gen gen uh, just generally terrible people. Yeah, um, just to very, very, very briefly go over what happened, uh, Jamie sent out review copies of the game and one of the outlets that he sent out review copies to was uh, the YouTube channel Thinker Themer and Amy and Maggie, the, the hosts of that are from that region of the world and were understandably very upset by the inclusion of these you know, actual monsters from their history and reached out to Jamie and said, hey, this is very incorrect. And then Jamie immediately, you know, pulled the e-brake on the whole operation 
said, okay, clearly I did not understand the intensity of these historical events. That's on me. So, like you said, he's he's delayed the pre-orders. Every channel that is getting this, be it uh, his pre-orders, online game stores, retail game stores, he is shipping with every unit these replacement cards along with the instructions to literally tear up and throw away the cards that they are replacing. Um, and he has said also that they will be available on his website kind of in perpetuity, that you know, if somehow in five years you pick up a copy of Viticulture World and you don't have these cards, reach out to us and we'll send you one. We messed up very badly. Uh, and he does a really good breakdown of, you know, he, he has a cultural consultant that he has on his staff. And, you know, she flagged it and said, hey, this is maybe something that people are going to have a problem with. And he just put a disclaimer on the card and said, hey, these are bad people. But they're historically significant figures. And he just, yeah, like I said, it's, it's absolutely worth going and reading his blog, uh, as well as uh, you can also, there's a couple threads on Board Game Geek where he has gotten into the comments on those threads, uh, you know, explaining, explain, you know, basically owning up to what he did wrong, uh, which is, we have absolutely seen kind of similar scenarios play out where the people who did something not culturally appropriate just kind of double down on it. So if nothing else, it's refreshing to see somebody who is willing to say, hey, guess what? I was super duper wrong, and here's how I'm going to fix it on my own dime. Uh, next up in the news is uh, kind of, I think, the, the first thing we're really seeing from the acquisition. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a couple years ago, Asmodee purchased Board Game Arena, and they have announced a new, uh, kind of a new printing of their board games, which will be, it's, it's, it's 11 of their titles that they believe to be simpler things for you to just open up the box and get started, uh, kind of counter to last week's episode about whatever you do, don't just open the box in front of other people. Uh, this line will be called Unbox Now. So uh, Asmodee is saying, no, Dice Pirates, you're absolutely wrong. Here are games that you can just show up, sit down, open up the box, and get to playing. And part of that integration will be, in each copy of the game, will be a digital code that you can redeem to be able to play that game, which is normally a premium title, for six months, which is kind of cool. So you can open up the game, play it with your friends, and then... When you get the, the Joneses to play more Splendor later, you can hop over to Board Game Arena and be able to play it with other people online right then and there, which is uh, kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I think one of the, the interesting parts about it, like you mentioned, is that the uh, the idea is these are supposed to be sort of the cream of the crop. And uh, if they cultivate this in the way that I'm, I'm hoping they will, this will hopefully be sort of a label that will tell people, hey, this is pick this up that this is the sort of game you want to to grab so looks pretty cool moving on uh here's an interesting one wizards of the coast have actually acquired D&D beyond so D&D beyond is definitely one of the best options if you're running a, a campaign maybe it in person or even online for you to manage your character you know spells manage campaigns all this sort of stuff that's you know goes along with D&D 
honestly, before this, I assumed that they were. Just the level of integration, how well put together it is. I thought that they were owned by Wizards of the Coast already, but they were not, actually. And uh, Wizards of the Coast has purchased uh, D&D Beyond. So now it is actually connected to the, the game in large. There are no plans to stop supporting it. Uh, everything purchased, everything made, all the camp current campaigns, nothing will be taken away. Uh, they've said everything will remain and uh, looks like there may be even better things in store. Yeah, I 100%. My, my my first thought reading this headline was Wizards of the Coast didn't already own D&D Beyond. That wasn't an official product. No, it turns out that was just a licensed product that they did really, really good on. Um, it is It is absolutely one of the best virtual tabletops. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, you find a YouTube channel that talks about VTTs and they will explain to you why D&D Beyond is better than Roll20, is better than the other ones, is better than D&D Beyond. They're all different. Uh, it is really cool to see that they're stepping into this and saying, we want this to be an in-house product that we want to really support at that next level. And then, fingers crossed, Lord willing, y'all, clasp hands, bow our heads, and pray. Hopefully, this means that the next time you go buy a book, it'll there'll be a, a slip of paper in there, and then now you have a digital copy of the book. Moving on, there's an, a genuinely fascinating post uh, put up on Reddit by the publisher of uh, City of Kings and Isle of Cats. You know, a lot of game, a couple games that you know people really enjoyed, and uh, he kind of goes over after five years in the industry, after putting up his Kickstarter and, and selling quite a few games, he uh, really put together quite an interesting and rather in-depth post on like uh, the revenue that he gets, how exactly things have sold, what the kind of breakdown is of things, and get some like you know detailed numbers. So it's a really fascinating uh, look into kind of behind the scenes that you don't normally get, so I would definitely check that out. Yeah, it's, I mean, the second paragraph is, like, the, the second sentence of the second paragraph is his total revenue to date for his company. Like, he really strips away all the edifice and gets into the nitty-gritty of, this is how much money I've made, this is where the money came from, this is how many copies of each game I've sold, and you just don't get that kind of visibility from board games companies for... A variety of reasons i mean even jamie who is kind of famously a, a semi-open book he still plays things pretty close to the vest a lot of times so it's really cool just to see that that level of, of detail behind a board game company and our last bit of news uh you know we traditionally tend to stay away from crowdfunding here on the show just because we don't want to be accused of anything um, but this was a, a cause that I have given to in the past and have, have given to again this year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that conventions are a certain kind of magic, uh, and that it's good that they exist and they con should continue to exist. Uh, the 2022 fundraiser for the Uganda Village board game convention is live, uh, upon crowdfinder, crowdfunder.co.uk. We will, of course, have a link directly to the crowdfunding campaign, and it is a crowdfunder for a convention in Uganda where this, you know, the organizers take board games 
out to villages in Uganda where they would not normally reach to share them with people and have people, you know, teach them how to play the games and how to have these these interactions and relationships and how to design their own games. Um, we're starting to see a number of... I've seen a number of design competitions come out of this region of Africa, and I think it's really cool every time I see it. This is something that I was unaware of before you put it into the notes, and this is actually super, super cool. It's really, really awesome. You know, like you said, you know, board, uh, conventions are a special kind of magic, and getting to, to bring people in and the uh what you donate is going to be there to put stuff together so people the children that they're going to bring in are not paying so this is providing them the opportunity to get together and play games and get that experience so it looks absolutely fantastic you can uh their lowest donation that you can put in or the featured donation they have is a 20 20 uh 20 pounds which is about 25 dollars so pretty cheap for the, the basic one and absolutely fantastic charity there and i think you should give that a look that is the captain's log for this week of course tune in next week we'll be doing a normal episode but until then we'll be right here on the dice pirates play more games